Hey everyone, welcome back to Flourish in the Foreign, the podcast that elevates, celebrates, and affirms the voices and stories of Black women living and thriving abroad. I'm your host, Christine Job, a Black American woman currently based in Spain. I am not only an award-nominated, yes, podcaster, but I am also a business strategist. If you want to learn more about what exactly a business strategist is, please go to my website at www. Please go to my website, christinejob.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-J-O-B.com. As a business strategist, I help Black women and women of color leverage their talents and their expertise into... I... As a business strategist, I help Black women and women of color leverage and package their talents and expertise into viable and sustainable online businesses, into into viable and sustainable businesses that keep them, that make them professionally fulfilled as well as financially abundant while they pursue thriving lives abroad. If you are interested in building a business abroad, definitely grab my free resource, Build a Business Abroad. Please definitely grab my free guide, Build a Business Abroad, and you can... Definitely grab my free Build a Business Abroad guide, and you can find that at the website flourishintheforeign.com slash resources. You can also find my Moving Abroad with Intention guide at the same place on the website as well. As you all know, this podcast is a labor of love. I love it. Y'all love it. But it is labor nonetheless, truly. Um, I've actually had several people reach out to me. They want to learn more about how to produce a podcast, how I produce my podcast, how it's done. And I um, I think I might create an episode and maybe do a workshop and really do a behind the scenes because, um, not to be dramatic, it takes a lot of time to produce this here podcast. Each episode requires, at the very least, 15 hours of work um, to produce a podcast, to produce an episode, especially... um, Each episode, each interview episode requires at the very least 15 hours of work. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. I do a lot of work in pre-production with research. I do initial interviews to make sure everything is on the up and up. And then I record with people for at least 90 minutes. I then do editing, several rounds of editing. Um, And then I do marketing and all the other things that have to go into creating this podcast. So yeah, if you're interested in in creating a podcast, definitely be on the lookout for that. But I also say that because it is a labor of love, but y'all, it is labor for real. 
Um, that is why Flourish in the Foreign is award nominated. Thank you very much. And I'm proud of that. So if you love this podcast, please support this podcast. I feel like I'm like NPR right now, but support this here podcast. And you can do so by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash flourish foreign. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash flourish foreign. You can cash out the podcast via cash app. You can tip the podcast via cash app at dollar sign flourish foreign. And of course, you can purchase a piece of production equipment via our Amazon wish list. And you can find that wish list at amazon.com. And you can find that wish <laughs> and you can find that wish list at flourishintheforeign.com slash support. All right. And of course, please be sure to rate and review this podcast. It's so important. It helps with discoverability, but also share this podcast, share it across your social media channels, share with your favorite bloggers, vloggers. This is how Flourish this is how Flourish in the Foreign really gets more eyeballs. No, this is how Flourish in the Foreign really grows. Flourish in the Foreign started off with like 11 followers and like 50 downloads, and it has now exceeded 25,000 downloads because of word of mouth and for people making the recommendations. So please continue to do so and support this here podcast. All right, that's it. On to the next episode. So today's episode is part two of Build a Business Abroad. And in this part, in this episode, I'm going to talk about my philosophy on building a business abroad, why I'm so passionate about it, and why if you are thinking about being, becoming an entrepreneur, if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, if you're thinking about leveraging your own talents and your own expertise into a business that will support you while you live abroad, why I think it's a good idea, but also a little bit about how you would go about doing that, right? That's a big thing. That's a big gap for a lot of people. They can't necessarily envision how that would look like. But let's start at the very beginning. So for me, so for me, building a business abroad couples a couple of philosophies that I am just deeply rooted in, right? So if you've heard the moving abroad with intention uh, if you've heard the Moving Abroad with Intention episode, you know that I firmly believe living abroad as a pathway to wellness, and it really can be. So it's rooted in that philosophy, but also rooted in, but also rooted in the philosophy of entrepreneurship as a form of self-actualization, meaning that as we produce and we create and we serve in this kind of capacity, we become more and more of ourselves. We unfold, we evolve. And I firmly believe that. That might sound super woo-woo to people, but I think that is what I have discovered personally and professionally, and that's what my clients have discovered as well, right? So, I'll tell you how I've kind of come to that kind of philosophy. 
I started uh, I started doing business consulting while I was in law school. I was doing anything and everything to get out of the law school, and I stumbled into a, I stumbled into a legal fellowship at my university's uh, incubator, entrepreneurial incubator. And you can learn more about that if you listen to my episode of the podcast about how I kind of stumbled into that experience. But when I was in that space. Um, because it's on a university, we service, of course, the students and we service the alumni. And what I found, especially with the students, was that, you know, coming to the incubator was an opportunity for them to freely express themselves, ideas, deep desires that they had for themselves and visions that they had for themselves that they may not have been able to express, you know, only a couple months before to their parents or anything like that. This was the first time they could say, this is my idea, not necessarily uh, molded by my parents or anything like that. This is my idea. This is what I want to do. And, you know, regardless of the of the viability of the idea, because I had some doozies, I loved the experience of holding space for these students because by holding space, I created a, a an atmosphere that it was okay for them to speak their minds and to assert their ideas, but also for them, but also to hold them accountable to the um, unfoldment of the evolution of that idea. I held them accountable to really be curious as to how this idea would unfold. And, and I really held them accountable to not only how this idea would unfold, but also holding them accountable to themselves to grow as this idea unfolded, right? Who, and I would ask them, who do you have to become for this idea to become viable? Who do you have to become in order for you to get funding for this idea? Who do you have to become for this to be quote unquote successful in your mind? And it wasn't about becoming something, someone that you're not, Rather, it's about becoming someone that's already within you, that is wanting to be expressed and can be expressed and can be kind of excavated out of you through these experiences. And so that's part of the foundation of my philosophy. It is through listening to whatever divine nudge you have, bright idea, problem that you want to solve, wanting to be a helper in this world. It is by being true to your sacred service that we become more and more of ourselves because we are constantly growing and evolving, but in which direction are we doing so, right? I I feel that my I believe and I know through my experience through entrepreneurship that it is through following those divine nudges and being curious and honoring however you are meant to unfold and grow that we become not only more and more of ourselves, but we also encounter more and more people and experiences that are really in alignment with our quote unquote highest and best self. Now that might sound like a stretch to some of y'all and okay, that's fine, but this is what I deeply believe. So that is the first step, right? That is my first, that's the philosophy that this is all rooted in. And so, where did my notes go? Uh-oh. 
Okay, so now that we got philosophy out of the way, let's actually get into the practicalities of building a business abroad. What does that even look like? Well, it can look like anything that you want it to look like, right? You can build a business abroad. You can It can be brick and mortar, meaning it can be a physical place. You decide to go abroad and build an ice cream shop. That is a possibility. You can have an online business. And when I say online business, people, I don't know, always think about um, sitting in a laptop, <laughs> sitting in a hammock with their laptop on their lap while they're looking at the ocean. And I'm like, absolutely not. The humidity will ruin your electronics. Have you been to an island? Like, absolutely not. That's not what I'm talking about. An online business really is a business that uh, operates solely online. Well, an online business is just a business that has an aspect, uh, the majority of its, an online business is An online business is a business that is operated online. So that obviously opens up for a lot of other types of businesses, right? Perhaps you have a drop shipping business. So you host... So you are in you are contracted with some manufacturers, some wholesalers. Um, you so you might be in partnership with manufacturers or wholesalers, and you have decided to uh, sell some fans or some potpourri. You never hold the inventory, right? Your partner, your manufacturer holds the inventory. You're responsible for basically the marketing of the inventory and selling it. And so you set up a website where you talk about your fans and your potpourri and you talk and you set up your SEO. So you get a lot of great inbound organic, um, a lot of inbound organic traffic. So people come and find you and purchase from you. You will deal with some of the sales. You you will deal with the payment processes and systems and things like that. And you will have a system in which once someone orders and pays, that automatically goes to your wholesaler and the manufacturer and they ship the good to your client. You never touch anything. You don't have any inventory. Obviously, it's a great, uh, that's a really great business if you can create it. It's a business with small margins, so you will probably have a volume-based business, so you need to really pump up the volume. You need to have a lot of people purchasing from you for you to make the money that you're trying to make, but that is an example of an online business, right? You can... You can also have product-based businesses where that are online, right? You might sell candles. Maybe you craft them yourself, or maybe you pay someone in a different country, depending on where your target market is located, to use your secret formula to craft the um, to craft the candles to ship them off. That's a little bit different because now you're incurring the cost of having employees and maybe a site in which to create these candles, and also the production costs, right? So that's a little bit different. You can have 
a product-based business that's digital too. You can create things that are digital and people can buy them. So maybe you're a graphic designer, right? And so you have these, these digital deliverables that you are selling to your clients. And so it still has an overhead of your time, your subscriptions to Adobe or what have you and things like that. But that is that would be a product-based digital digital um that would be a digital product-based kind of business. You could sell your expertise, right? You could have info, you could have information products, you can create books or seminars or courses. Um, you can create you could sell videos. These are information-based products where you're taking your expertise in a certain area, your experience dealing with a certain problem and packaging it and selling it as a solution to others that may have the same issues and helping them out that way. You can also have like a service-based business, right? Where you in you can have a service-based business which is can be physical and also digital. So service being physical could be you could be a repair person and that is your business. You go and you repair things, which is an excellent actually business if you can if you can do it. I know in Barcelona there are certain um there's a repair guy that basically everybody who's in who's American expat utilizes. I'm sure his prices are higher than everybody else's in the city, but he gives phenomenal customer service. He's always on time. He speaks English. And so he corners the market. The same for uh, my favorite deliver, my favorite moving guy in Barcelona. He is super nice, super professional, great customer service, and he speaks English. That's a great business for him because he's probably definitely making more than the average moving person in Barcelona. And he's always my go-to guy, right? Um, what else? Do, 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 do. You can also have a product. You can also have a digital or in... You, you could also have, you know, some kind of combination of a info product service-based business. So I'm a consultant. So I, I sell my expertise. <laughs> so I sell my expertise in a one-on-one manner. I have deliverables that I have to give to my clients and things like that. And so I sell my time. I sell, you know, deliverable. I sell strategies. That is how I develop my business. You can then package it into courses and digital. You could have live courses or evergreen courses. Evergreen just means that it is something that is pre-recorded and people can participate at any time. They can start the course while you're asleep. That's what Evergreen is so great for. So that's like a little rundown of just some of the types of businesses that you can create. And I wanted to do that because a lot of people complain or they have a lot of angst about creating a business because they have their own resistance and their own limiting beliefs off of what a business has to be. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe you assume that if you have an online business, you have to be an influencer and really extroverted to be successful. And that's not true because I'm definitely an introvert. Though people are like, really? And I'm like, yes, that's why I'm a podcaster. Um, 
And a lot of people, you know, have businesses that are strictly off of word of mouth and no marketing, depending on what you do, that might be great. Or they have limited, or they have limited social media exposure. Perhaps your business just thrives on LinkedIn and that's it. Like you don't need to do TikTok dances to get people to buy your products. So you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And that's what's also is important to recognize with entrepreneurship and why it works and why it really is a form of self-actualization because if you're honest about who you are and like if you're honest about who you are you can really run a business that's in alignment with who you are it will grow you it will stretch you but it won't ever be not in harmony with who you are and then and and, the, and i think that's the difference people have to recognize you can run a business that is really in alignment with who you are that again will grow you and stretch you but it is never going to be out of whack with actually who you are it's never going to be misaligned it's never going to require you to do things that are just not in resonance with who you are you can definitely create that business So, so the next thing I want to talk about is why. Why would you create a business so that you can go abroad? And let me just first tell you the reason why you would not. <laughs> if you want to work for someone, if you are more comfortable working for someone, which I don't, I don't look down on at all. I, I I don't have any I have no issues about how you make your money at all. Like it's not my business whatsoever. If you feel more comfortable making, you know, if you feel more comfortable having that steady paycheck and knowing exactly where you're getting your money from, I think that's amazing and I think you should do that. If you feel like that's your the only way for you to go abroad, then I think that's definitely important for you to acknowledge and for you to be true to yourself. I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. It just isn't. And that's okay. That is completely okay. And so if you feel like you have been trying to find a job abroad and you haven't found one, and so you feel like you have to therefore start a business to go abroad, this is not for you. Entrepreneurship is not for you if you feel like you can't find a job abroad. Like, I don't think that's that's the right way to go about it because you can definitely take your career abroad. As you've probably heard on this podcast many times over, I've had several guests who have done just that. They've taken their careers abroad. They have been moved by a company. They have found work locally. They have done it. And if you don't believe me, then go to the YouTube channel, flourishtheforeign.com or YouTube. Go to YouTube channel, youtube.com slash flourishtheforeign and check out my interview with Itia Thomas, who had to completely do, you know, had to, <clears throat> who found a, who found, mm -mm, who continued her career as a project manager in construction in Australia. She negotiated her contract so well that it included residency in which she has now used to earn, um, in which she has now used to get Australian citizenship. So she's an Australian citizen now. And she, and what else did she do? 
And she negotiated a really great salary for herself. So, and she utilized, and she worked, um, and she, she utilized a recruiter. She went after, what am I trying to say? She, I mean, she had to go back into her career. She had to figure it out and she did it successfully. And she actually has an amazing program. Um, just to plug her for a second, I'm an affiliate for her. So definitely check out her service. She has an amazing program about helping people transition their careers and take them abroad. And she is someone that if that is your interest, you need to go see her. You need to talk to her. For sure. Um, I have interviewed, I mean, for this podcast, over 70 women um, talking. I've spoken to probably more than 150 people about expat things. And she is the real, real deal. So let me just pause and tell you that, right? If you are saying, I can't find a job abroad and da da da. You need to see Itia because she's gonna help you get take your career abroad if that is what you truly want. Okay. Okay. Great. So now that we've got that out of the way, I want to talk about why you should why taking your why creating a business and taking it abroad. Um, is such an amazing experience if it's right for you, right? So we talked about living abroad as a pathway to wellness. And we talked about entrepreneurship as a as a form of self-actualization. But I want to take it even deeper because this podcast centers Black women. And I want to speak from that point of view. I'm a Black American woman. And what I have, what I know to be true is that in my experience in the United States, black women are, black women are systemically, <laughs> are systemically undervalued and undermined, right? And we are under, we are undervalued and undermined. And yet we are, we are ridiculously productive. We are overachievers and we experience the most burnout in corporate settings, and I find that kind, that kind of combination creates a group of women who are highly competent, who are full of integrity, but have low self-esteem in a lot of ways because we are systemically undermined and questioned. And so I often find I have clients who are brilliant. And that is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. These are women who are talking to the top of the top people in their industry. Again, not hyperbole, who are like, hmm, I don't know if I can raise my prices and their prices are on the floor, right? They just started their business. They just started getting serious about their business and their prices are on the floor. And they don't feel like they're providing enough service. They're not providing enough they're not providing enough value to warrant this price. And when we do competitive analysis and we see what their peers are doing, you know, white male peers who don't have any of the experience, who have half the experience, half of the, you know, recognitions and awards, and they're giving half of the service and requesting and getting three times the amount of money. 
And that's not a lie. That's uh, This is facts. This is stuff that I have seen. I can't get into details because I have client, you know, I have some confidentiality with my clients, but I'm not making this up. And you know that I'm not making this up because you guys know this to be true from your own experience. And so I love building a business abroad and the process of it because this is an opportunity for you to turn the chapter. As we've talked about before in this podcast, living abroad creates the opportunity for choice. You become really radically aware of everything in your life. And some people think it's painful and they don't like it. And some people lean into it and their life changes drastically because they are so aware of the choice that they've been given and they are now forcing and they are leaning into being able to be quite intentional with every choice that they, quite intentional with every decision that they make because it forces you to be awake. Now, this and deciding to take your magic, right? Black girl magic, you decide to take your magic, your expertise, your competency, and turn it inward. Decide to align it and utilize it as fuel to build your dreams, not anybody else's dreams. Is, is absolutely incredible. It is rocket fuel. It changes everything. So instead of working and being undermined and undervalued and people being like, mm, and questioning every single thing you're doing, you're like, this is completely right, Jan. What are you talking about? Why must we play these games, Jan? You decide to say, I am going to use, I'm going to take all my black girl magic and I'm going to utilize to build, and I'm going to utilize it to build my own business, a business in which I get to decide who I work with, right? Who I work for, what services I dis- what services I will provide, how I will deliver them, how much I will get paid, and in what currency I will get paid. I will also decide how often I work. I have I've met several expats who work in who work seasonally. They have their own business and they have a seasonal type of business, right? Where they only work maybe from September to December, and then that's it. And they're out here living their life. You can create a business like that. You can you can create a business like that. I know it sounds crazy and you're like, Christine, how is this possible? It's possible and it's not just, and it's, it's possible and it's not just based on like woo woo and affirmations. I love all these things, but it's possible because of math. Okay. That's how it's possible. So let's get into the how of how would you create a bill? How would you build a business abroad? So I have a a YouTube video. Um, So I have a build a business abroad kind of workshop video that I've made available to everyone who is on the build who for everyone who has downloaded the build a business abroad uh, guide. You should have gotten an email with this training. 
It's an hour-long training, and I talk about how you develop a skeleton. How do you create the outline of your business? And it's quite simple. (laughs) It's quite simple. So the first thing you want to do is you need to find out what your number is. Okay? Your number is the number that makes your life go around. How much money do you need to make that you want to make? And perhaps you have three tiers of numbers. Perhaps you have the number that will that will prove to you that this idea is viable. You have the number that says, okay, I'm out. I'm done with this job. I'm working for myself now. Maybe you have the number that you're like, this is my lifestyle that I want to live abroad number. You need to have a number. Um, and I say it's a number, it's, it's in dollars or in pounds, whatever, what have you, that is a monthly amount of income that you need to have to cover to for your life to go, for you to live a life of ease, for you to cultivate a life well lived. That's the first thing you need to do. I then tell my clients, they have to not, and then, I then tell my clients because, because they, I then tell my clients because sometimes they like to, they like to just throw out random numbers, like six figures. Absolutely not. Because six figures is based in nothing. It's floating in, the, in space. It has to mean something to you. And so I want you to go deeper and literally itemize your budget, right? Why is it this number? Well, it's this number because I got these student loans. I got, I want to buy a house in Costa Rica. This is how much it's going to cost. I want to take care of this person, that person. I want to have, you know, this much to contribute to my retirement. I need to put this much away into my stock investments, what have you. You need to be very specific because the number can't be a dead number. It must be alive. It must be fueled by your why or it doesn't work. You got to know why. It can't just be six figures. Like, what does that even mean? Six figures is a lot of figures also. Like, what does that even mean? You need to know what your number is, and why it's your number. Why is this important? What's important is really the foundation of your business because it's going to help you be very discerning in the clients that you take on and you know, the pricing that you, that you cast and the pricing that you set. And when people try to come at you being like, you're too expensive, you'd be like, okay, because I got these bills and I got these visions, I got these goals. So that's fine. You feel that way, but I'm not moving, right? I'm not, I can't be swayed because this is my number, right? It's also important because it's part of like the, it's part of the form, it's part of the formula that I help my clients create when we're trying to develop the type of business that they're trying to create, right? Once we know what your number is, we kind of can reverse engineer algebra, the amount of hours you have to work or you want to work, we can then utilize that in conjunction with the amount of hours you want to work, the lifestyle you want to have. We can then decide, okay, if I know what your number is and I know you want to work this much, then perhaps perhaps the business needs to be based upon 
uh, information product, something that you can maybe sell at a high volume. Maybe it needs to be on bespoke, uh, it needs to be based on bespoke product offerings that you can be, that can be sold at a high cost, at a, um, that can be sold at a high price. Whatever that is, that's how we start developing the skeleton of your business, right? Is with the numbers. We then go into, we then, we then go into your, we then go into your competencies. What do you do and how well do you do it? Now, my personal, like, so now my personal sweet spot is helping people that have their own core competencies and helping them switch that. I don't necessarily help people who are learning how to do something and then trying to make it a business. I help people who have a core competency and expertise in an area and an industry. That doesn't mean that you can't utilize your expertise and your your comp doesn't doesn't mean that you can't utilize your expertise and your experience that you have gained from a from a particular industry into a different industry. I've done that, but I don't necessarily help people who are starting at like zero, which is not, which is never true. Like we have experiences, but I specialize helping black women and and women of color who have that experience and that knowledge and helping them leverage that. And so that's what I help with my clients. I say, let's do an inventory of all your, let's do Let's do a marketable skills assessment and see what is it you can do and what are the things you want to do. And then let's also start deciding what are these, what are the things that you can, that you, what are the things that you want to do? No. What are the things that you can do and you want to do that will be best in alignment with your number? which is based upon the hours you want to work and the money you want to make. That's how we do it. That's how we kind of whittle it down. That's what I mean by leveraging your talents and your expertise. And so I have my clients. So I have my, so I, so I recommend, and you'll see this in the video that I mentioned earlier, I recommend you writing down every single experience, job experience that you have, like go into your CVs and write down every single job that you have and all the things that you did. And not just the things that were in your work description, but all the things that you did. And I think as women, as black women, you probably did a whole hell of a lot that was outside of your job description. You became good at it. So good at it that people kept on asking you to do things that were outside of your job description. You need to make sure you write that down, right? That's part of your expertise. That's part of your experience. That's part of your competency. And you need to write that down to see if that is something that you want to do and you want to sell. You need to see if that's something that you want to do and maybe possibly sell and be part of your business. That is how we start that process. So again, we want to figure out our number, what makes us go. It needs to be rooted in emotions, deep, deep emotions. So you got to get really serious as to why this number is so important and why it is so necessary. Two, you need to figure out how often do you want to work? Really think about it. 
And that might sound silly to some people because you're like, what do you mean? I'm not going to be working 40 hours a week. And you're like, you don't have to. You, you don't have to. You, you, you can live a different way. Now, I will say this, depending on where your expertise lies, your network, how, um, how quickly you can penetrate the market and get the customers that you're looking for may require a startup period. I think that's obvious, but I will say it again. It requires a startup period for you to get to where you need to go and so that you can live the lifestyle that you want. But I think it's important for you to hold that vision. It's the same as having, I mean, it's the same as holding a vision of a life well lived. There'll be a startup period that might be difficult or uncomfortable so that you can get to where you're going, but it's worth it. That's part of the cultivation process. That's part of getting your hands dirty. That's part of planting the seeds of your future, right? So there's that. And of course, doing the skills assessment and really understanding what you can do, what you want to do, and what is best in alignment with the financial goals that you have. Okay. Now, when should you start this? Well, I think there's a quote that says the best time to invest and plant a tree was yesterday. So the best time to get started is today. That is the best time to get started on your business. If you are part of my Moving Abroad with Intention course, you know that I have given several suggestions as to how to connect your savings goal to your Moving Abroad timeline. I know a lot of people really liked that. And I, I think you have to do the same thing, right? If you have a timeline as to when you want to be up and out and you want to go abroad on the business solely, then you need to connect those two things together. So if you got six months, you got six months to make it rock and roll. You can't be thinking about it anymore. It's time to iterate, right? It's time to get out there and test and to change it up and see what will stick. So it's important for you to tie your business and your business goals to a timeline. It can't be floating out in space because what happens, and I think people recognize this if you have ever tried to start a business or even, even if you just started thinking about a business, we get stricken. <laughs> we get stricken because business has a really interesting way of bringing up all of your insecurities insecurities that you didn't think you had insecurities that you thought you were over insecurities that make no that make no sense for what you're doing you're like why is that coming up and it's part of that self-actualization process it's part of that growing and stretching process that you have to get over you have to get through you have to heal some of these limiting beliefs you have to get over some of these past traumatic experiences that you may have had people not believing in you people talking bad about you you know people laughing at you whatever it is you have to get over that that's part of the assignment is to get over it so that you can be your highest and best self so that you can show up and be present for the people who really need your service and who really need your who really need your service and they need you to show up as yourself 
right? So you have to start now. It's so important. You know why? Because I thought about Flourish in the Foreign for about a year and a half before I produced this podcast. Yes, I did. And I almost didn't produce the podcast. How about that? I almost didn't. Shout out to my friend and client, Roshni, who held space for me uh, because I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. And she was like, you're going to do it. And you're going to launch it on May 11th. And that's what's going to be. And I say that to tell you that not to be all, you know, big up on myself at all, but just to be real, the amount of feedback that I've gotten about Flourish in the Foreign, be it reviews, be it emails, DMs, um, people just talking good about me <laughs> on other people's forums, lets me know that by being my, by stepping into my purpose, I am doing my sacred service, Right? I didn't create Flourish in the Foreign so I could be like, oh, look at me, Christine. I mean, for the longest, y'all barely heard from me. I was just like, and this is the podcast. That's it. So I'm telling you this because your dreams and your gifts and your divine nudges are not for you. They're not for you. You know, in a lot of ways, Flourish in the Foreign is not for me. It has helped me grow immensely. It has helped me heal immensely. It has allowed me to meet incredible Black women around the world who are now part of my friend group, who are part of my network, that I feel so blessed to be like, I know her. I know her. I feel blessed. But please believe, like, Flourish in the Foreign wasn't for me. It's for y'all. And how selfish would it have been to continue to sit on this dream, to sit on this divine nudge, to create something like this and just be like, I'm not ready. I don't know. It's going to be janky uh, and be all up in my insecurity, be up all in my, my head about something that wasn't even for me. And... And I always see a shift in my clients when they're having their tantrums, and they do, and it's normal. And look, I'm really gentle about a whole space, and then I got to grab them by the cuff, right? <laughs> and then I got to grab them by the collar and be like, look, we're going to do this. No, but I always see a shift in my clients when I reframe it and I say, I understand that you feel afraid. I understand that you feel nervous. I understand that you don't want to be seen beginning and starting. You don't want to be seen as janky in front of these peers. You know, a lot of people have a lot of anxiety about LinkedIn, putting their business on LinkedIn or telling people on LinkedIn what they're doing. And I get it because I, for the longest, was like, um, those people don't even know what I do. Mm-mm. Those people don't need to know what I do. Um, but... The reframe happens when I say, but if you don't show up, who is really going to suffer? Yes, you'll still have this dream on your heart, but who is really going to suffer? Like, who are you not showing up for? If they have clients, 
then they really take that in and they're like, wow, if I decide not to show up, I wouldn't be able to serve my clients. And I know that I've been able to really help them and help them transform. If they don't have clients, then I say, you know, think about a time where someone showed up for you. It could be in a business. It could have been a small, it could have been a big one. It could have been just someone just being there for you. And they just decide just to be there for you by being themselves. And had they decide not to be themselves that day or in that moment or produce that business, they would not have been able to show up for you and to create the positive impact in your life or to create the transformation in your life. It's not about you. It's not about you, right? That's why, that's why this is so powerful with couple. That is, this is why building a business abroad is so powerful. We couple it with the, with the philosophy of living abroad as a pathway to wellness because we start really, really integrating this holistic sense of life and of community. You get to step out of your paradigm, a paradigm that is very you-centric and is maybe based in survival, and I get it, and I know it, and I don't diminish it, but that's where this power is. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm so curious about it. I want to do studies about it. I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued because it's through showing up that you not only become more of yourself, but you also start really stepping into what this life could be, the possibilities, the possibilities you cut off, you, the possibilities you cut off from yourself because you subscribe to a certain paradigm based in a certain society. You get what I'm saying? So you have to show up. You got to show up today. Let me tell you, you know, COVID has been oh, horrible but also a blessing for me, right? Like the sacred pause, people are calling it. It required me to sit myself down. And because I'm a type A Capricorn, I must busy myself. (laughs) I'm still working on that, on being productive all the time. Uh, But I was like, I must busy myself. And I guess I will try to produce this podcast, but... I don't know. Maybe I'll go and I'll go through all the motions of creating everything, but I'll never produce. I'll never publish it, which I've done before. Y'all, if you if you only saw my Google Drive, the amount of books and just things that are just waiting for 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 the light of day. And now that I've had this experience with Flourish in the Foreign, I recognize that this divine nudge, these insights that we're given are not for us. It is through the expression, is through the sharing, is through the serving that we become more of ourselves. That's, that's the whole thing. And through becoming more of yourself, you can really cultivate a life that is in deep resonance with who you are. That a life that, you know, a life and a, you can create a business that makes you professionally fulfilled. So what do I mean by that? That means that you feel great in the service of it. That's what I'm talking about. Professional wellness in which your brain is stretched, 
but also you are given an opportunity to serve in a way that feels good to you, to put your brilliance to work in a way that feels good to you. Financially abundant. What does that mean, Christine? That's so that's like woo-woo talk. Financially abundant is exactly what it means. And it's individual to you. What does financially abundant mean to you? That's why when I say create the number, don't say six figures. We're talking about what does it actually mean to you? What is going on in your mind, in your heart? What does financial abundance mean? What is that ease? What is the ease that is created? What is the lifestyle? What is a life well-lived mean? That's what I'm talking about. But you know what? That's what I'm talking about. But you know what? I know even after all of this, you're going to have a lot of fear. A fear of being seen. A fear of being seen as a, as a beginner. A fear of being janky. That's what I say all the time. My, and my clients, they understand what I mean. Being janky, being like not everything is like perfect and pristine. I don't have the right logo. Look, I had that too. But look at this. Look at the artwork. Maybe I've, if you're listening to this in the future, I've probably changed the artwork. But the original artwork as it is right now in 2021 is of this podcast is of me um with a plant i'm holding a plant in my face mm-hmm. and uh i created it in, in canva i shot it during quarantine shout out to my mom who got stuck with me in barcelona in the quarantine and i was like this is how i feel i feel very verdant i feel like it's plants like flourish in the foreign and, it's, and I didn't want to. I was like, no, it needs to be cooler, better podcast. I mean, I've had friends who are like, what is this podcast art, Christine? Like, what is going on with this? But you know what it does? But you know what it doesn't do? People might think it's funny. People might think it's whatever. But you know what it doesn't do? It didn't stop people from listening to the podcast. It didn't stop people from being moved by the podcast. It didn't stop people from sharing the podcast. It didn't stop me from monetizing the podcast. It didn't stop the podcast. It didn't. It didn't stop the podcast from being written about in articles, from being mentioned in blogs and listicles. It didn't stop the podcast from gaining followers. It didn't stop the it didn't stop me from getting opportunities to get it didn't stop me from getting paid opportunities to speak. It didn't stop me. It didn't stop the podcast from becoming award nominated. So so what? So what are you trying to say about janky? Because let me tell you, and you guys who sign up for the Build a Business Abroad group coaching, I have a whole theory on janky. It's called the Billy Blanks method. And I'll let y'all know. <laughs> I'll tell y'all who are in the group. It's called the Billy Blanks method. And let me tell you, y'all know who know Tybo. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It don't, doesn't stop anything. It doesn't stop if it's of value, if it's about the truth, if it's about transformation. It doesn't stop anything. All right. So that was your excuse. I don't want to hear it. 
Maybe you think, okay, I don't know, do I have the money to start up, to have a, do I have the money to invest and do this kind of thing? Let me tell you, I, I learned and was based in entrepreneurship. You know, I really learned my, my, I really cut my teeth in entrepreneurship based off the lean model. I think it makes a lot of sense. The lean model as, as to how I, as to how I practice it does require investing in your business, but it's a lot of investing and testing and changing. It's not a lot about investing the whole sums of money and then just letting it go. It's about investing and testing and iterating. So I firmly believe that you can get started on any kind of budget. That's just me. So what else do you, what else is your excuse? Maybe you think, you know, Christine, you can, but I can't. Other people can, but I can't. Look, whatever you say about yourself is is true. Like I can't I can't convince you of your brilliance. It's kind of like when people tell you they see something in you and you're like, "I don't see that." They can't convince you they see brilliance. You got to know that. You have to claim that. You have to assert that in your life. So, who am I to argue if you say you can't do it? Okay, you can't do it. I, I, can't, I can't convince you. The group coaching is about convincing that you can do it. It's about helping you do it. Maybe you're like, I tried it once and it didn't work out, so I guess I just can't. Well, let me tell you this. If you're a one and done kind of person and take this with love, entrepreneurship is not for you. You're right. But also moving abroad is not for you. Like, let me just be 100%. If you're a one and done person, moving abroad is not for you and, and starting a business is not for you because, honey, you are not going to get it right. You're not going to figure it out when you're abroad, even if they speak the same freaking language. There are going to be things that you're going to have to continuously work at, making friends, figuring out different local customs, foods, different things paying paying taxes if you're a one and done kind of person this ain't even for you take that with love (laughs) take it with love but it's not for you entrepreneurship requires iteration it requires you to evolve but so does life so there's that if you feel like well i tried it it didn't work so i guess my idea is not good then that's how you feel. But I also have to tell you that, you know, we live in a world where there are, you know, 5 million types of the exact same product over and over again and people who are making lots of money doing it. <laughs> you know, we live in a world where Beanie Babies was and is still a thing, a collector's item. It's stuffed animals. And somehow people pay hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars for stuffed animals. Um, We live in a world where pet rocks was a thing. So we live in a world where pet rocks was a thing. People are selling rocks for like $5 or something. I I just can't, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't know what else to tell you.
perhaps you're like perhaps maybe you have had like a business coach um and you had a good experience maybe they made you feel good but like you didn't produce anything or maybe you didn't feel good and you didn't produce anything or maybe you felt maybe taken advantage of maybe it was really expensive and you're like I don't know if this is really for me I see their strategy I think it works but I don't actually think it's for me and so maybe you're like a little gun shy I think you should be discerning I mean, this is not only your money, but also it is your idea. It's a lot of emotion. <laughs> People who are closest to me, they know like I flourish in the foreign is both a passion project. It also is a business. It has been monetized and I have all these grand ideas for it. And there's a lot of emotion behind when you are putting yourself on the line and you are trying and you're producing. It's a lot of work. And so I think you have to be discerning and you have to be, you need to be not only discerning with how you spend your money, but who you let in on your ideas. Um, not because someone's going to steal your idea. No. Um, let me let me put my lawyer hat on to let you know that the i the the notion that people steal quote unquote ideas um is so crazy to me i know a lot of people think like no it's true even if somebody takes your idea word from word for what you said takes your elevator pitch they are not you and they're not executing like you and i know y'all have seen different examples of something where you're like this looks familiar like so and so made it but it's not it's not it's all about execution It's all about execution and nobody is you. Nobody is you. So don't worry about that. I mean, as you guys probably know, there are several, you know, different podcasts about living abroad and being abroad. But you know what? I don't worry or I don't I don't have any kinds of weird feelings because I know flourish in the foreign and what it is. That's it. I don't I don't stress about it. And you shouldn't stress about your idea either. But I say you need to be protective over your idea because, you know, I've never had a child. I've never been pregnant. But I like to use this analogy anyway. Um, just as if you have a newborn baby, you don't let anybody touch it, kiss it. You, don't even, you know, in some cultures, you can't even come over to the house for months. That's how you got to be about your idea. In your business, you just can't be having anybody's germs, um, their quote unquote opinions all up in your baby's face, <laughs> in your idea. Like you really can't. And you have to be discerning as to who you're going to lean on as your doula, your business doula, who's going to help you nurture and, and to, who's going to help you not only birth the business, but also keep the business healthy and help you grow as a business owner. You have to be discerning. You have to be discerning. And 
you you have to be discerning not only with expertise and experience like you would with a doula, but you also got to it's a vibe thing. Like who really fits in alignment with who you are and what you're trying to do um, and what you see as your vision for your baby, your business. It's really important. Now, I want to finish up this episode and just say this. For whomever is listening to this episode, I love you. Yes, I do. I love you and I want the best for you. I also want you to stop. I also want you to stop playing yourself. I'm actually requiring it. I'm demanding you to stop playing yourself. You play yourself when you doubt yourself. You play yourself when you play small. You play yourself when you censor yourself. You play yourself when you think I'm not ready and you make no attempts at getting ready. You play yourself when you're all in your head and you're not in the soil. You can envision the orchard. You can envision the farm. You can envision your life well lived, but your hands haven't touched the soil one bit. And I'm confused. And I demand you to stop playing with yourself because life is not promised. And you have a sacred service and you have been given the divine nudge that you've been ignoring for far too long. There are people that need you to show up So show up for them, not for you. And you feel like I'm not ready. No, stop giving the insecurities, the ego, the microphone. Stop letting them run the show. You have people who need your service. Stop playing. Stop it. It's time to bet on yourself. It's past time. It's time for you to put your money on yourself. It's interesting that you doubt yourself when all of these people you've worked for, you volunteered with, they they sing your praises. You're the best. You're amazing. So competent. So amazing. You know, you always get the job done. That's why they give you extra work, right? That's why you do all this stuff outside of your job description. You're so amazing. But you won't, but somehow you're so amazing for them, but you won't be amazing for yourself. You'll work, you'll work and labor for them, but you won't work and labor for yourself, for your vision, for your legacy. Look, let's call a spade a spade. Just say that your vision is not a priority for you. I want you to do this, for real. I want you to go into the mirror and just say, look, my vision of a life well lived, my vision of a life well lived is not important to me. It's not a priority. Um, I'm going to allow limiting beliefs and, uh, and assumptions to drive the rest of my life. That's it. 
I I believe and I know that, you know, I'm a, I'm okay with not sharing my sacred service. I'm I'm okay not showing up for other people. Say that. Say I'm okay not showing up for other people. Say that it's okay if my dreams die with me. Say that. Yeah, I'm going to be a little harsh with you because I think this time in the world is screaming at you for a reason. And honey, if you don't listen, I can't make you listen. But don't ever say I didn't tell you anything. And don't say like I didn't keep it real. Okay? I want you to bet on yourself. I want you to bet on your dreams. I want you to know that you will figure it out. You will surprise the hell out of yourself. You will be so proud of yourself, but you will be so overcome by the people you impact. It's time to bet on yourself. All right, y'all. That's the episode. I'm going to step off my soapbox. I didn't mean to give a sermon, but you know, my grandfather is a pastor. So, hey, it's genetics, I suppose. So if you are ready to bet on yourself, then this is what I think this is. These are the next steps for you. If you have not if you have not downloaded your build a business abroad guide, go to the website flourishintheforeign.com slash resources and download that. If you are ready to join me in the build a business abroad group coaching, I do have a beta price because this is my first time running a group coaching. I typically work one on one. That's my style, but I want to help more black women, women of color, just people who are really serious and resonate with this philosophy, right? If this feels like you, then I want to work with you. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. I still like you. Um, still listen to the podcast, okay? But if it resonates with you, I want you, I want to work with you and I have a special beta price. It is going to go up. So please go ahead and get on the beta price. You can definitely sign up at flourishintheforeign.com. There's the banner. It's been across all social media things. Act now. If you're like, I can't find it, Christine, email me or DM me and I'll send you the link, but it's on the website. Okay. It's on the website. Join me now. Because we're going to get started September 25th. And the people that join me are not only going to have like a business idea by the end of the year. They're going to have a business. That's the whole point. Is to make sure that y'all have a business. That you either have sales or you are well on your way to making sales. So that in 2022, it's not about like, I want to start my own business. It's like, oh, I'm already, I'm doing it. That's what the whole point is. If you are still on the fence, I do have a Build a Business Abroad workshop on September 19th. Be sure to sign up for it. It's going to be limited seating. So sign up for it so that you can get in so that we can have an intimate chat about what the group coaching is going to be, more about my philosophy, and you can ask any questions that you need to ask. Okay, that's what you need to do. 
if you're interested in working with me, if you want to work with me more intimately and you want to be one of my strategy clients, I would love to have you. Go to the website, christinejobe.com, check it out and shoot me an email and we will set up a time to chat. Okay, that is it. That is all for this week. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting Flourish in the Foreign. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting Flourish in the Foreign, a divine nudge that I finally took action on. And now look at this. Look at what we're doing now. It's great. So thank you all so much. I deeply, deeply appreciate you. And until next time, please take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. And remember, it is not about going abroad. It surely isn't about being abroad. It's about thriving abroad. So go abroad and cultivate a life well lived. See you next time. Bye.